welcome to Paranormal Self-Help. This video is going to be about how to protect your, your home from evil. It's hard to say how evil does creep into our lives and our homes. Sometimes it's as simple as an object that was carried into the house with an attachment. Sometimes it's a person who stays for a while who carries a lot of negative, evil type of energy, and it imprints on the environment. Regardless of how this has come to be, there's an oppressive force or heaviness in the environment that just you, you just can't shake. So what we're going to look at is the way that we go about handling this and the techniques that are used in eradicating this type of energy. The first thing that you want to do is isolate the activity or occurrences and see if they are really truly malevolent. Sometimes activity can be a lost loved one or a friend waiting to be recognized, and uh, the more that you try to dismiss it and overlook the activity, the more the activity becomes louder because we're kind of ignoring it and that loved one wants recognition. Kinetic energy is something inherent in all spiritual forces. So if a spirit moves objects, it is an absolutely normal thing. Take into account what objects are being manipulated, you know, pictures, keys, doors, cabinet doors. It may actually be benevolent um, malevolent forces are the movement of objects that produce can produce severe injuries such as knives, burners on the stove coming on, and a consistent projection of heavy objects over repeated occurrences. So one of the things that you can do is to uh, bring in some consecrated iconography like um, pictures or um, crosses, anything that has been consecrated with a protective psalm. Um, if you notice that activity increases after you present these items or put them up on the wall, or if uh, activity becomes more violent after that, then you could be dealing with a malevolent force. Another thing to try is uh, EVP work to see if you get negative responses or uh, responses that are threatening in nature, then you could be dealing with something very malevolent. So once you've determined what you're dealing with um, and you are pretty confident that what you're dealing with is negative and not, you know, a lost loved one or friend trying to contact you, I always recommend uh, contacting your clergy or spiritual leader from whatever path that you follow for advice or for uh, them to come in and maybe do a blessing or a clearing. Um, but most of the time, people really have a better effect if they take uh, their space under their own guidance and confidence and they learn techniques to rid their own home of evil. And that way, Whatever they come up against in the future, they have the experience and the confidence enough to take care of these situations. So the first thing to do is to develop a strategy to combat what has infested your living space. 
the first thing is to try to locate where it dwells or is it attached to an item or person. Usually entities do not like to have their energy disrupted. So um, what they will often do is to pull back to areas of very low to little traffic, such as basements, attics, crawl spaces, closets, um, anything like that, even the, a, a big corner of the room where nobody is walking through it. That can be spaces or we'll call those the epicenter of where the energy is, is kind of dwelling in that area. Um, and they will choose the low traffic because they consist of mass and energy. And in a high trafficked area, you're constantly disrupting uh, their mass and energy. And so that's why often they will inhabit these little to no trafficked areas. Also, another place that we have found a lot of entities like are extra bedrooms or the guest bedrooms. Uh, you can use an EMF meter or dowsing rods to help you locate the epicenter of the activity going on in your home. Um, kind of pay attention to, is it located into a particular room or next to a particular object that could have something to do with why the infestation is there. So uh, try not to think three-dimensionally about an entity because they can move in all different directions of space-time. Uh, and so they're also able to move inward and outward, attaching or hiding in a person or a pet's aura. So if you have pets and if there are people that live in the home, they need to stay in the space while you do your cleansing or clearing. Because what we have seen happen is an entity will attach to a pet often and piggyback off of that pet, go out of the property, wait for the clearing to finish. And then since the pet is welcome into the house, it kind of uses that as a blanket of deception insofar as the pet is welcome, they're attached to the pet, and so that they have access to come back in. To the home. So if you have pets, if you have people who live at the home, make sure that everyone is there at the home before you ever start to do a clearing. That's why, and I also suggest, this is one of the reasons I also suggest long-acting cleansing techniques to alter the actual resonance of the location for a longer duration effect. If it is an item that the entity is attached to, you can consider disposing of the item by disassembly and burial of the object with consecrated salt in the burial. If it's a sentimental item, you can try cleansing the item for a period of 30 days to see if it's possible that you could keep the item. This only works in usually 50% of the cases that I've seen. Once you decide whether or not you want to use a short-term resonant agent or a long-term resonant agent, um, you may want to consider uh, doubling the protective techniques to provide sort of a multi-layer protection. So look and kind of consider all the techniques that we're going to talk about coming up 
and um, we'll go into multi-layer protection next. Bear in mind that once you start using your protective techniques or doing your self-cleansing, if you make the entity upset or if the energy of what you're doing is working, you will notice that activity starts becoming very loud. Um, I would recommend not stopping. A lot of people naturally just want to stop and, and give up because it's scary. But, um, you know, as long as you're safe and nothing is threatening you with physical harm at the moment, uh, try to complete the task that you're doing. And also, after you're done, be sure that you rearrange the furniture or things in the room with which you did the cleansing. You want to take away any energetic patterns that are familiar to the entity and that it feels comfortable with. So what do we mean by short-term and long-term agents? Um, whatever energy that an item contains or whatever you imprint on an item with consecrative type of protective psalms or whatever prayer that you instill or imprint on an item, all energy attenuates from the time that you imprint it uh, and it may attenuate to where the energy will be effective for three months. Maybe it'll be effective for two weeks. Maybe it'll be effective for 12 hours. So we have short-term resonant agents, meaning that the energy attenuates very quickly and an entity can, you know, return very quickly. Um, short-term resonant agents are the following. Prayer work which is a, a combination of mental imagery and vocal resonance. Um, smudging is a short-term resonant agent. The energy dissipates pretty rapidly. Um, the chemicals that are left in the environment have their own resonant energy, and they're the things that carry the energy to be effective a little bit longer. Um, clearing sprays are considered a short-term type of resonant agent. So, um, and then remember, we're wanting to focus on a multi-layer effect. So it's very common to use smudging with prayer work, but the prayer work needs to be said out loud so that the resonant imprint of voice stays in the environment. So, you know, your smudge work and your vocal resonance of prayer is a multi-layered effect. Now let's take a look at long-term resonant agents. And um, long-term resonant agents are salt crystals that are consecrated. Okay. And this, this reason why um, we use the resonance of voice and a lot of sound clearing objects um, is because sound is a part of a sound wave and some of the energy is lost in the air, the medium of what it's passing through because sound can 
pass through walls. And so there's a little bit of the energy of sound that's lost or imprinted into the environment or the medium with which it's passing through. And so it leaves a resonant imprint in the environment. And this is considered a long-term type of treatment. Now, back when we said a short-term treatment was the prayer work, which is uh, vocal resonance, um, other types of sound imprints are a lot more efficacious than just using the prayer or resonant sound from your voice. And those are um, sophigio frequencies, drums, crystal bowls, and Tibetan bowls. Um, the intonation of the resonance that's used seems to really uh, clear out a lot of malevolent things. We also use as long-term resonant agents programmed gemstones. Now, if you want to know more about programmed wards uh, and consecrated salt information, um, uh, there is easy to take courses on my website. I'll insert the link here for you. And you're welcome to go onto the website and learn more about those things. Um, for more advanced techniques, such as advanced psychic protection course, that's on the website at the following link here. The next is the technique, and that is, it's going to be pretty easy, and that's identifying the entryway of the home. Uh, it's not necessarily the front door, but let's say we have a side door that entry way into the kitchen and that's pretty much where everybody comes and goes into the house so what we're looking for is the energy flow of the house where does energy come in where does energy leave and that's the ending point of where we're trying to flush the energy towards or push the inner malevolent energy towards so you're gonna start at the extreme distal point of the home and move the energy, if you can, in a counterclockwise fashion toward the entryway of the home. Now, because of the layout of a lot of people's houses, that's not always possible, and the rooms can be laid out very strangely. Um, it's okay if you go clockwise, if, if that's the way that you have to go. Just move distal to proximal, with, and proximal being the entryway, because you're trying to push the energy out of the main entryway of the home. So you can combine a short-term and a long-term technique. You can combine two long-term techniques. Once you move the energy out of the entryway, seal that off. It's You can use consecrated gemstones. You can use consecrated salt. Again, if you want more information on that, how to make those things, uh, there's a class on my website for that. But a solid line of sanctified salt is usually the best barrier at preventing whatever it is that was inhabiting the space from coming back in. Um, and you can also seal the entryway with a consecrated ward by placing it over the top of the door after you finish. 
So if you want to know more about specific types of crystals that can be used in house clearings or specific ward uses, these are all found in the Advanced Psychic Protection course at the website, katherinekaufman.com backslash classes. That's easy. I hope you enjoyed this uh, bit of information. And I hope that some of the information can help you for the future at keeping your space positive and clear. Good luck to you, and I will see you on the next video. Bye, guys.